This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy football, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. Good Thursday to you. I'm Sean Kelly and greetings from Studio B where we are excited about the kickoff to the NFL season tonight. Carolina and Denver. And I will not let the Tim Tebow news of signing a minor league deal with the New York Mets bring me down today. I am all about the kickoff to the NFL season tonight. What are the Mets thinking? Really? I don't know. Maybe that's a whole other show. You know what? It won't be another show. I won't spend any time on that. I'm in a good mood. And we've got two great guests for you today, uh, Deuce McAllister and John DeShazer. More on that in a moment. Uh, obviously, the Drew Brees news was huge yesterday. So happy that we could begin that conversation yesterday. And uh, we'll continue it today a little bit with each of our guests. And uh, also this morning, head coach Sean Payton during his media conference call talking about having his uh, franchise quarterback now uh, signed to a new agreement that obviously takes them through this year, but also next. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a, a real good deal for the club and for Drew. Um, you know, I, I, I would say I had a lot of confidence throughout this process in, in both Mickey and Tom Condon, uh, both parties coming up with a, uh, a deal that works for, works well for both sides. And, and uh, you know, I, I can't say that I'm surprised. I, I just answered that question earlier this morning and felt like it was just all but uh, a matter of when um, they really spent some some lengthy time on it. It's pretty normal to go through a period where there might be no discussion and then the sky's falling and it's just uh, in the end, it's not surprising. As head coach Sean Payton this morning with the media, uh, coach and the team will be practicing kind of middle of the day today. We'll be in the uh, Saints locker room later on this afternoon and then we'll kind of wrap up the Thursday news for you with a New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap presented by Acme Oyster House on NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app later on this afternoon. All right, as I mentioned, two good guests today. First of all, Saints legend and Saints radio analyst Deuce McAllister getting us set up for Saints and Raiders this weekend. Personnel-wise, be interested to see how he moves around Khalil Mack. You know, he's probably uh, he's the first player ever to make the uh, all-pro team at two different positions, and that's because... He's listed as a quote-unquote linebacker, uh, defensive end. So uh, how, how will we slow him down? And also on this podcast, John DeShazer, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. He'll be talking about not only Sunday's game, but all the uh, news and notes from this week and give us uh, his perspective on how this all plays out and what he thinks or how he feels, I should say, about the regular season now as opposed to maybe a week ago. Jari Evans coming back. To, to likely start at right guard, brings back hopefully a healthy Jari Evans. And we're talking about the second best offensive lineman in franchise history behind Willie Rofe. Um, and a guy who has played, who has anchored that position for the previous 10 seasons and hopefully for an 11th. Stay with us. The Black and Blue Report continues in just a moment. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. 
its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're getting closer and closer to game day, obviously. It's Saints and Raiders this weekend, and we're pleased to kind of put a real big punctuation on our game prep here with Deuce McAllister, uh, who joins us here on the telephone. Deuce, thanks again for joining us. Uh, no problem. I hear 5800 Airline is on fire this week. It's a busy week, to say not the literally. least. Not, not, not literally now, but, you know... Uh, just a lot of action over there, and uh, so, some of it's exciting. Some of it we can keep our our hand on. And uh, I do know one thing: at twelve o'clock uh, Sunday, there will be a football game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah, I, and I think we're all looking forward to that. And I think that a lot of us do don't really know what's going to happen. Do you know what's going to happen on Sunday? Don't really know from a standpoint of you know who's playing, who will be the active guys, but I do know that. You know, from the standpoint of uh, fans somewhat curious and excited to get the season started, uh, I, I know that is the case. You know, when you look at a team coming off of two seven and nine seasons, uh, there has to be some type of anticipation and just looking at it, uh, knowing that you did not win a game in preseason, but your defense showed vast improvements. And uh, organizations has made a lot of moves over the last couple of days from the initial 53 uh, pairing down to, you know, still working out guys as late as uh, Tuesday afternoon. You know, uh, just a lot of movement. But at the end of the day, you know, you still have to go out and play, play a game. Deuce, when you look at all the movement this week, um, some would want us to think that that's normal and others would want us to think that this is not normal. Um, in your eyes, how normal has this week been? Um, when you really look at it overall, you knew that they would be active and not to say that they did not like the initial 90 guys that they had, or even the 75 guys that they had, but I just felt like that, uh, even the, the, the pickup of Kruger and, you know, the trade from McCain, even to have them in the building for just a couple of days and see that maybe you have better, uh, guys than, than him, no knock against him, but you know, he didn't know the system. Those other guys do know the system. Uh, you're looking, you're, you're, you're looking to fill pieces. And I think uh, uh, if you had more time to quote unquote develop guys, uh, you would you would wait on them. But like I said, I think with uh, the lack of success the last couple of years, you're probably making more moves than you normally would uh, at this point. You and I talked right before the start of training camp, Deuce, and and you and I both said that we wouldn't be surprised if Jari Evans ended 
back with the New Orleans Saints by the time the season rolled around. I'll admit, I kind of abandoned that thought the, the more time went on, but, but here he is. Can Jari Evans come back and, and be the answer as to what they need on this offensive line? Well, I always felt that that may have been the case. You know, I was a little surprised when he signed with uh, Seattle, but not making that 53. I think that was more of a, a time frame issue than anything else, uh, and maybe even salary cap somewhat uh, with them not wanting to guarantee the salary. But I think for the uh, the Saints organization, you know, uh, he, he's in shape. Uh, he knows your system. So uh, to be able to step in and help, uh, I, I think he can definitely do that. You know, the question will be, okay, what 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 type of football shape is he in? You know, can he play uh, if you have 11 series? Can he play in seven series or eight series? You know, that, those are some of the things that you have to get worked out. Uh, he's going to be working with the new offensive line coach. You know, it was different from last year. So uh, not necessarily terminology, but just a few line calls will be different. But I think the familiarity and for him to be able to step in and help uh, you know, uh, we, we've had guys banged up. You know, Kelamente has been down a little bit. Uh, obviously, Armstead has been down. So, you know, we don't know the full, um, how, how bad they really are hurt, the full disclosure as far as the injuries are concerned. So he's a guy that gives you some depth. Uh, he can step in and help right away. So I think uh, that's a plus for him. Deuce McAllister with us. Hey, Deuce, uh, Saints fans on, on your radio station, WWL, and others uh, around the market and shoot nationally too, have been burning up the phone lines about Drew Brees and a contract extension. Um, what is your take on the Saints and Drew Brees, you know, apparently getting a deal done this week? Well, it, it had to get done. You know, I, I think it's going to free up some cap rooms, cap space for them. Uh, you know, the only question would be the guaranteed money. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I did not see them going into the season and you know, he kind of put a deadline on it. So out of good faith from both parties, hey, look, let's get this worked out. Um, you've shown enough as far as not being uh, dropped off as far as camp was concerned. So for them to have the faith to get that deal done, it, it it's a reliever in a lot of senses. You know, the only question we have now, what are the pieces can they continue to surround around him uh, even in the short term uh, for this upcoming year. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about the Raiders and the Saints this weekend. Give me your biggest storylines, Deuce, as you look at just this singular matchup on Sunday. Um, can we contain that young offense? You know, with Derek Carr and you, you, you're talking about Murray, you're talking about Cooper, a uh, physical offensive line, you know, uh, will they try to up-tempo it? You know, that's not what Del Rio has, has, has liked to do in the past. But, I mean, I think when you look at what, what Roethlisberger was able to do against this young defense and knowing it's a young defense, particularly – uh, at the corner position, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they try to attack us. You know, uh, up front, I'm interested to see how our front seven matches up, you know, because uh, the Raiders have a physical uh, offensive line. You know, you you look at uh, some of the players that they were able to draft and, and, and plug in, they want to be a downhill team. And so for guys like Farley, for even Cam and, and Tyler, you know, it's going to be a big boy soda pad deal, you know, and uh, when you look at it from an offensive standpoint, Del Rio has been a, traditionally a 3-4 guy, uh, but, you know, uh, personnel-wise, be interesting to see how he moves around Khalil Mack. You know, he's probably uh, he's the first player ever, ever to make the uh, all-pro team at two different positions, and that's because he's listed as a quote-unquote linebacker uh, defensive end. So, uh 
you know, how how will we slow him down? You know, will it be with backs? Will it be with tight ends? Uh, so you have just some interesting matchups, uh, uh, you know, from from both both sides. Are you glad the games at at New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, I think that helps. Um, even like I said, even though you didn't you didn't finish the preseason the way that you wanted to, you would prefer to be at home than to have to make that trek across. Uh, I, I know Oakland is going to uh, arrive in New Orleans late on Friday afternoon, so we would rather for them having a young team to have to travel than us having a young team to have to travel. You know, particularly with that first game. No doubt. Um, you know, speaking of the preseason, Deuce, and I would ask you the same question if the Saints went four and zero, but have you? just completely flushed the preseason at this point or do you take something in particular from what you saw over the last month into Sunday's game no I think you have to take something uh away from it and uh uh it, it the records don't mean anything but you know um you are what you are what you put on film and so even with the short amount of time that the uh, veterans and guys that made that squad um, you can't tell me that teams aren't going to be reaching for the ball when Marcus Murphy is returning a kickoff or, or, or a punt. You know, you can't tell me that teams are going to be reaching for the ball when 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 uh, Mark Ingram is running that football. You know, uh, uh, Ken Crawley, he can look for double moves. You know, you can look for pick plays. That's just some things that showed up on tape because teams are going to go off of what they see. And so if they feel like that another team had success at doing it, then they're going to at least attempt to do it themselves. Now, it may not be out of that same formation or it may not be out of that that same look, but it's going to be something similar. Let me ask you one last question, Deuce, if you don't mind, on a personal level. You you know, you you filled in a couple times last year. You had four preseason games. Are you in the groove now with the new job, or is, is, is the fact that this weekend's game is the first regular season game with the new title and the new job – does that mean something, or are you just rolling right along? Well, hopefully it's a lot easier now. I mean, you don't have to keep up with 90 guys and have 90 different stories and 90 different perspectives as far as once training camp is, is when you're in that training camp mode. Now, you know, you pretty much have uh, somewhat of at least a set 53. Uh, it's always going to be a little bit of a moving target. You know, uh, every, every, every team moves a guy up and down on Saturday uh, from the practice squad to the active roster just based off of how they're going to prepare or if a guy is hurt, et cetera. So uh, you, you're a lot more comfortable with the regular season. But for me, whether it's regular or preseason, like I said, it's more about the number of guys than the actual uh, game, you know, because it, it doesn't change whether it's regular season or preseason for myself. And that standpoint, you know, you just don't have to keep up with as many players. Did you have superstitions as a player and do you have superstitions now as a broadcaster? Uh, not necessarily superstitions, you know. Uh, the, the the biggest fear, obviously, is being late, you know, because uh, we do go on the air a little bit before the kickoff and game. So um, I know it's not Sean Payton uh, down my throat, but uh, Robert Carroll is uh, he, he's our producer. Uh, you never want to disappoint him being late. So for me, it's making sure that I go through my same routine. I have all of my notes. Um, I have everything that I need to go out there and hopefully be successful on Sundays. You will. You will. Deuce, as always, I appreciate it, and I learned a ton. Hold on. I want to write down one note that you said here because I'm going to steal it if you don't mind. Did you say um, you were talking about the front seven? Did you call it, quote-unquote, a big boy shoulder pad deal? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's, it's, it's big boy shoulder pads. Big boy shoulder pads. 
I'm going to use that. If that's yeah, okay that's just you. the uh, that's the mentality of Oakland. You know, it's a downhill front. You'll see a ton of power. They like to run the zone uh, with Murray. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a, it's a physical big boy shoulder pad. It's it's not a finesse game. All right, I love next it. week. Next week will be more of a finesse finesse game with Eli and what they like to do. But this this won't be a finesse game. I like big boy shoulder pads games. Those are my favorites. So. You yeah, it's, like it's, it's a, this is a bloody nose game right here. So um, you just gotta. That's what it's three yards in a cloud of dust. So this is one of those type of games. Here's to you enjoying Sunday like all of us. Okay, my friend. No problem. Thank you. Got it. There he is, Deuce McAllister, Saints radio analyst, Saints legend as well. Back in a moment. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Hey fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Well, we just heard from Deuce McAllister, and our Game Prep Thursday continues here on the Black and Blue Report with John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, full disclosure here, about this time yesterday, I did not plan on having John on Black and Blue Report, but then everything started going the way it did around this facility, so I went to John's office and I said, Hey, John, can you come on Black and Blue Report tomorrow? We've got to get our arms around a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but you didn't tell me I was going behind Deuce. So you get the expert and then the idiot. No. So, you know, I don't know if I necessarily appreciate that <laughs> that order of business. Maybe I should have gone before Deuce, get the idiocy out of the way, and then bring in the expert Deuce. I think you're selling yourself way short here. <laughs> Just because he played and he's a Saints legend. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Yeah. And he's doing the broadcast on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I feel doesn't lot, mean I feel that you should better. feel any less. I feel a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> you were neck deep in it, though. Uh, not only all through training camp, but here also during the first game week of the year. And look, there are a lot of storylines. And while Deuce and I kind of covered a lot of the Saints Raiders storylines, I'll get your thought on the game in a minute. There's a lot of other stuff that's evolved this week that. 
some would say is a part of the normal process and some would say is rather intriguing and interesting. I mean, let's just take the Drew Brees situation right off the top, which uh, finally came to a head and got finished yesterday. And that's a, I think that's a crucial moment in time right now. Yeah, it beats the self-imposed deadline, which is the least important part of it, but it secures Drew Brees in a Saints uniform for at least two more years, which is the big picture. Um, and a, a, a huge part of that big picture is it lowers the salary cap number from $30 million to about 17.25 or something like that, but it significantly lowers his salary cap number. So now the Saints you know, have maneuverability in the offseason to, to go after free agents or to retain their own guys. Most of their own guys are already under contract, the significant guys. But if you want to go out and get a big-name guy, now the monies are there to not, you know, fiddle, you know, not dance up against the cap, you know, and that kind of thing. So the Saints hadn't been in probably this kind of financial situation, salary cap-wise, for quite some time. But, again, you know, you secure your, your franchise quarterback, and that's the main part of it. You're talking about a guy who's going to the Hall of Fame first ballot, you know, with a bullet. He he won't be waiting around to see, you know, what percentages and that kind of thing. Drew Brees is going to walk in. So to have him secure. And he still looks like he's at the top of his game. Last year, at the age of 36, he leads the league in passing yards. He throws 32 touchdowns against 11 interceptions, has a quarterback rating above 100 again. So, you know, he does not seem to be slowing down. He says he wants to play to 45. You know, again, nobody has ever done that. But, you know, at the age of 37, he still looks pretty good. Uh, obviously, you got to have the offensive line to protect him. you got to have the weapons outside, you know, the Brandon Cooks of the world and the Willie Sneeds to be able to throw it to. But the big part of that is Drew Brees knows this offense like the back of his hand. He is the extension of Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael on the field. And so to have him under contract uh, for a couple of more years is pretty critical to anything the Saints want to do. I'm thinking about all the open boxes here uh, regarding the situation. Fans, team, player. And it seems like every box just about was checked with the way that this deal went down. Does that seem special to you? In this situation? Yeah, because you kept hearing from, and not that you want to listen to the white noise in the background, but, you know, the concern from fans seemed to be that, you know, is Drew going to give a hometown discount? Oh, he costs so much. So, the you know, he, you have so much money tied up in him that you can't do other things under the salary cap. And that's never present, prevented the Saints from doing any every just about everything they want to do under the salary cap or, you know, whether they were, you know, neck deep right up against it. They still were able to create the maneuverability to be able to go out and get some significant free agents. But for Drew Brees to get on the contract, to lower his cap number, to remain at a competitive uh, quarterback, franchise quarterback salary for him, you know, all those things really play into exactly, you know, hopefully keeping this franchise or making this franchise competitive again. Because, you know, we say keeping the franchise competitive, you know, seven and nine out of three out of the last four years, you know, people would say that's an obvious dip. But to get back to the competitive place where they want to be, you've got to have some sap maneuver, some cap maneuverability. You've got to be able to add pieces and retain the key pieces. Now the Saints are better able to do that. They were able to do it, but now you're better able to do it when you have that financial flexibility. So, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a home downtown discount or not, but Drew Brees certainly helps the franchise by lowering lowering his salary cap number. He doesn't, you know, take a hard line. He realizes, look, if I want to be a part of this process and if I want to win, then I'm going to have to make some concessions also. So I think, you know, probably, you know, one of those situations where it's a win-win for both sides. John DeShazier here with us uh, from New Orleans Saints.com, senior chief, as I like to call him. 
John, I could ask you an individual question about Jari Evans, um, the new cornerback, more. I could ask you about the new kicker. I could ask you about Garrett Grayson's situation, a corresponding move to one of those. Let me just ask you the big question. With all that's happened this week, do you feel better about the regular season today than, say, you did the day after the final preseason game against Baltimore? Yes. Um, unequivocally, yes. Um, Jari Evans coming back to to likely start at right guard brings back hopefully a healthy Jari Evans. And we're talking about the second-best offensive lineman in franchise history behind Willie Rofe. Um, and a guy who has played, who has anchored that position for the previous 10 seasons and hopefully for an 11th. Again, it depends on his health. He got, you know, he was a little bit beat up. 10 years in the league will do that to you in the trenches. But I think it's critical uh, to have a Jari Evans. I think it's critical to get Paul Kruger because obviously they're not really not comfortable enough with the edge rushers they're getting uh, opposite Cam Newton, uh, Cam Newton, Cam Gordon. Now, could Kasim Edabali have been the answer? Could he be the answer? Well, he's certainly a viable alternative there. But to get Paul Kruger, who is a proven veteran guy who applies pressure to the quarterback, get him opposite Cam Jordan. And if the interior of the line holds up as we hope it will with Nick Fairley and with Tyler Davison and, and, with, and with John Jenkins and hopefully at some point down the line with a healthy uh, Sheldon Rankins coming back. Well, that makes the edge guy's jobs easier, you hope. But Paul Kruger, again, is a guy who's done it before. So basically within the last week and a half or so before the season, the Saints add two starters. They bring back Jari Evans. You get Paul Kruger. They're hoping – uh, that Will Lutz, the kicker that they signed, you know, who Sean Payton said had the best kicker workout he's ever seen. If he's the answer to steadying the kicking situation, and it's been pretty volatile here the last couple of years, if he's the answer there, then you've solved some big pieces. Now, are the Saints dependent on a kicker? No, generally not. <laughs> uh, but you want to have a guy who, when the time comes, is efficient enough, is accurate enough. Uh, a guy who can take those kickoff responsibilities away from Thomas Morstead and hopefully extend Thomas's career and his, you know, effectiveness, you know, by taking that task away from him. Because Thomas Morstead will tell you, kicking off is probably the most violent act a kicker can have. So, you know, to be able to take that away from him and just allow him to be the Pro Bowl caliber punter that he is helps also. So you're talking about bringing in three key contributors in the last, again, week and a half before the preseason, uh, before the regular season begins. So I think it's pretty significant to be able to do it. Speaking of the kicker, um, you know what my hope is for Mr. Lutz? That's right. His name is Will Lutz, right? Yeah, Will Lutz. Okay. I, I, you know, the, well, if, if your hope is – let me know if your hope is the same as mine. Go ahead. My hope is this. Now, obviously, you want a guy who scores the ball and hammers it or plants it wherever he wants on kickoffs. But I think it's 11 kickers now under Sean Payton. You're getting a guy coming right out of college here. If if the workout is what it was and he's what I think Sean Payton thinks he is, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to be one of those teams like an Indy or a New England or others who lock themselves and now it's the same guy for the next three, four, five, six years? That would be my hope for Coach and for everybody else that, that this one finally is the guy, much like Morstead has been your punter throughout all this time, that you can just – no, no more kicking battles in camp. You bring a guy in maybe to get some work or whatever, but 
that that Will Lutz is the is the kicker for the foreseeable future for the New Orleans Saints. You would very 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 much like that, and yeah. I would. My hope for uh, Will Lutz would be that he never has to kick a field goal past twenty eight yards. <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> um, so yours but, is more short term, <laughs> mine is more long term. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, but but again, you know, obviously, whatever he did inspired enough faith. Um, that that Kai Forbath, who's been in the kicker battle here since since OTAs and you know mini camp and and training camp and you know all that stuff, all the off season, that he you know the Saints felt comfortable enough to to release him to bring in Will Lutz. So whatever it is he did in that workout Monday, you know besides bring donuts, had to be pretty pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. Hey, look, the bottom line is this. You want your team to, when they reach the 35-yard line of their opponent, to put some points on the board. Yeah. The 35-yard line, to me, is the is the line of demarcation, whatever you want to call it, because yeah. that would be about, what, a 53-yard field goal? That's 52-53. Okay. So yeah. just that confidence in knowing that if Drew and company get the ball to the 35, points will be on the board, whether it's 3-6 or 7 or 8. Yeah. I'll take it, no yeah. doubt. And, and you want to, yeah, you want to feel good about the guy you put out there because, you know, Past 50, you're not going to be, you know, 98% on, on accuracy, but you want a guy that you feel comfortable putting out there saying, you know what, we'll try from 55. We, we feel pretty good mm-hmm. about this guy. You know, we, he's got the leg to get it there. He's got the accuracy. We'll see if we can get three out of this instead of having to go for it. Or, or, or and I don't, I don't want to say worse, but when you, got, you know, when you get to the 35 or the 38 or whatever and you got to punt it to try to pin him in because you don't have enough faith in your kicker, you know that kind of I don't want to say it takes a little wind out of you a little but a lot. you know it, it's it's like oh man there was there was a chance to get some points there and you don't feel good enough about your kicker mm-hmm. to even make a make an attempt at it so hopefully Will Lutz is the guy that they feel good enough to be able to make the attempt all right let's not spend all our time on the kicker yes no disrespect no Raiders uh Saints this weekend you got a thought or two before I Get ready to wrap wrap you up here. It's a pretty tough open. Yeah. Um, you hope that the uh, that the central time zone might affect the Raiders a little bit, <laughs> but uh, you know the Raiders are coming in with a team that looks like it's on the come. Uh, Derek Carr at quarterback uh, is a rising player. Uh, Amari Cooper at receiver is a rising star, and Khalil Mack at defensive end, linebacker, wherever they're lining him up now, is a star. Uh, so they've got some key pieces, and they added some free agents also. That will help them. So they look like a team that, you know, the Raiders, I remember, um, you know, the the joke in recent years was that they didn't just need one eye patch. They needed, you know, they played like they had two eye patches. <laughs> but now they look like they're back to the one eye patch, and they look like a pretty pretty formidable team. And, if, and the Saints want to start the season fast. That's the self-proclaimed uh, theme throughout the franchise, throughout the locker room. Start fast, start fast, start fast. Well, they've got a tough way to start fast against the Raiders. Coach Payton told us the captains this morning. Um, not surprised. Drew Brees, Max Unger on offense. Help me if I get this wrong. Laurenitis and Cam Jordan on defense. Michael Maudie on special teams. Yeah, Michael, you know what? And that's the, I tell you what, Michael Maudie has made quite the impression since joining the Saints. Yeah. I mean, they pick him up late last year. Uh, everybody what week was that? I think they got him like maybe right before the season started or something because I you know I think he played all the games last okay. year. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was right yeah. before the season started or like week four. I it was remember. it was right before he he blocks the punt against the Falcons. But obviously this is the regard they have for him as a special teamer because I mean again a guy who just joined the team uh, won the special teams player of the year as voted by the coaches for last season, and uh, and to be a, a team captain 
for his hometown team, yeah. the same team that his dad played for, has got to be a pretty special thing for Michael. No doubt. Carolina-Denver, you watching tonight? The season begins. Heck yeah, man. I know right. it's, uh, it's not quite a, a rematch from the Super Bowl, but I, you know, I'll take what I can get right now. No doubt. No doubt. It all begins tonight. It's John DeShazer uh, from NewOrleansSaints.com. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap things up. We'll also uh, nod, uh, nod the helmet or the face mask, if you will, to Kerry Blanchard here today as well. We'll do that in a moment. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Good show today. Deuce McAllister and John DeShazer. I think I'm ready for Sunday, that's for sure. I'm definitely ready for tonight. Uh, happy new NFL season, everybody. Carolina, Denver tonight. And then the full slate Sunday, culminating with two games this weekend on Monday Night Football. Keep that in mind. Uh, Daniel Sallerson is our producer, as always. He helped us get a great guest list together this week. And tomorrow, Bree and uh, Cassie will be hosting. Get used to uh, the two ladies here on Fridays. That'll be uh, their normal role. And uh, tomorrow, they welcome in Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV. A very good guest tomorrow. They'll also kind of put a wrap on some Saints-Raiders uh, preview stuff. And uh, I think we're going to get maybe a Raiders perspective for you tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, otherwise, everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. And uh, let me end on this and uh, note the passing of Kerry Blanchard, a uh, former Pro Bowl kicker with the Colts who obviously also p- kicked for the Saints and a couple of other teams, uh, including the Redskins, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think there's probably about six teams there. But uh, think late 90s for Blanchard's uh, heyday. He passes away, unfortunately. I, I heard one report say the age of 47, another say the age of 48. But uh, a very tragic week for that family. As I, I think that Kerry's uh, mother passed away last week, and now Kerry Blanchard himself passes away. So rest in peace, and all of our best here from the New Orleans Saints to the uh, Blanchard family. Okay, I'm Sean Kelly, and I uh, look forward to being with you Again, we'll do that on the weekend. 
Uh, make sure to tune into NorleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app. There's so many features that you can use on game day, especially when the Saints are at home. JD and I return for a pregame video prior to kickoff at noon on Sunday, and then we'll wrap things up on NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app with a uh, special studio postgame show, which includes uh, head coach Sean Payton's postgame presser and also the thoughts of John DeShazer and Drew Brees. See you this weekend. Go Saints, everybody. Don't forget, check the girls out tomorrow on Black and Blue Report. And we'll be back with you on Monday here from Studio B. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.